You're listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planet Podcast, presented by Pinelands Nursery. Here are your hosts, Fran Chismar and Tom Knezic. Welcome back to the Native Plants Healthy Planet Podcast presented by Pinelands Nursery. I am Fran Chismar. And I'm Tom Knezic, and this is episode 102. It is. And we pulled it together by the, the what's that phrase, the string of our teeth? That's not the, it, right? The seat of your pants. The seat of your pants. We, we're all... just barely, we're just barely, you know. Skin of, skin skin of, of our teeth. Skin of our teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife makes fun of me all the time because I like misremember all those little common phrases that and I say them all wrong. No, we, you know, we... It, the funny thing is this has happened more in the last two months than it has in the last two years where it, it's been such a crazy busy mm-hmm. season for everyone that we've had a lot of last-minute cancellations, and, and this week was no different. We're, we're very – the guest that we have today, I don't want it to make it sound like it's a consolation prize because we were going to contact this guest to say, hey, come back on with us. We just – it's a he, lot. He was the one that could do it really on short notice, <laughs> like literally, like less than twelve hours notice. <laughs> the crazy thing is, we're booked through almost the end of June at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, but you know, with the last minute cancellation, it's, it's yep. it makes it yep. crazy. I don't so, even know how we continue to find time just to do it. The the good thing is, I get a, a retribution on uh, pronouncing a last name that I've screwed up a lot. But do you do you remember how to say <laughs> Oh yeah, I've been saying it a lot in my head like in <laughs> in the shower I practice. So, but we're really happy to bring on Kyle Lieberger. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah so right. Kyle Lieberger from uh from Native Plant Talk, from Native Habitat Project and now the Native Habitat Podcast. Yes. And um yeah. uh, we I'm always following along with what you're doing, Kyle, and uh it's great to to see you over Zoom again and have yeah. people hear you again. And, and Kyle is a returning yeah. guest. Kyle is actually one of our top five episodes of all mm-hmm. times. Uh, all time, not times. All yeah, that, that blows my mind, man, because <laughs> y'all had some pretty good episodes. So. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a great episode, and we had wonderful feedback. And, you know, you have a lot going on. So we just kind of wanted to to say hello and, and, and ask you how life has changed since the last time we talked yeah. to you. Yeah, it's been about seven months. And uh, I know yeah. in that seven months, I'm seeing you're doing some different stuff, and and things seem like they're taking off even more for since the last time we talked. So what what's new? Yeah, well, I think the last time we talked, y'all, you had mentioned, uh, Tom mentioned that I needed a podcast, and like I was yeah. like, no way, no <laughs> way, that's like the last thing I want to do. But then you know, as as a uh, you know my Instagram and Facebook and TikToks all grew, I realized there was a need for you know me to be able to go more in depth on certain topics because people would always have questions. You can only tell so much in like a minute video. So I was like, you know, podcasts would probably be a good thing. So, uh, I brought Jake on Jake's lives down. Just, he just lives down the road from me, uh, in the same town. And, and he has a passion for, uh, managing wildlife and doing, doing, uh, management plans. And he's a civil engineer, uh, with, I guess an environmental focus, but he, uh, he, he loves drawing up plans and, and plan, planning wildlife properties. And so he, uh, he made a pretty good co-host for the podcast. And then we've been doing a lot more consults and things like that mm-hmm. together. So that's been fun. And, uh, yeah, we had, we had a cancellation Tuesday, I think. So, um, we're in the same boat as y'all. Yeah. Week, so <laughs> yeah. I had some and free time. You know, when I saw you guys started the podcast, I was going to send you a message and say, Hey, 
these cancellations happen, and like if you ever someone cancels on you, need someone last minute, think of me, think of friend. Like we'll we we know how it works, and we'll be willing to fit in. And just so happened that we had a cancellation mm-hmm. right right when I was about to so, send that message. So so I I did want to point out, that, and and I find yeah with TikTok or any social media for that matter, like it it is an art form to be able to to have a a distinct good message in a minute is an art form. It's like the original Twitter when you only had 140 characters to to, to be direct and get a good point across mm-hmm. and meaningful. And you have it down to an art form. Now you get to completely expand. Is Are you finding that difficult going from limiting yeah. it down to having no limits? Yeah, because Jake's like, he's like, we need to have an outline each episode. And I'm like, that's that I just don't work that way. Like I, I, I just think of it in my head real quick and then that's what I start talking about. But, um, so yeah, it's been hard for me cause I want to, I, I, I have a hard time staying on subject. So I'm like, we probably do need an outline, but that's also not the way I've been doing things. So it's like been a kind of a big change, but I guess that happens whenever you're kind of changing platforms and stuff. So even, uh, you know, for anyone starting a podcast, that's, that's a fantastic, uh, uh, insider tip it's because if you just get on and you start talking it's really tom and i go off topic all the time but you know mm-hmm. one of the things we we learned right from the get-go was to have an outline and to know what you're going to talk about try to segment it a little bit so people can follow along um but and mm-hmm. having a great co-host is is really important mm-hmm. because i i'm a firm believer that if it were just me and not tom or just tom and not me i don't think it says we don't rela- – we yeah. have different – like we yeah. do have people that like both of us, but we kind of have different audiences mm-hmm. too that there's listeners that relate to me and there's listeners that relate to Tom, mm-hmm. uh, and they like yeah. us both. So it's it's important, and, I think. Yeah, and, and Jake doesn't have that native plant background, so um, uh, he's, he's early on in his interest in native plants, and I think that's going to be huge. For, uh, you know, making me step, take a step back and, and start talking to beginners. And, and that's, I mean, I try to do that anyways in my videos and my TikToks. I remember like early on getting into native plants, how, well, even still, like uh, some of my botanist mentors and stuff, they just speak in all Latin, mm-hmm. all, all scientific names. And, uh, and I remember thinking, wow, this is like, this is going to be a lot to take in. And it's going to, it kind of, made me nervous to get into native plants. Cause I was like, that's going to be tough to learn. So I try to talk in a way, you know, to where I'm using a lot of common names. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are kind of easier for people to hang on to. And I, yeah, I get the comments all the time. You please put scientific names and stuff in here. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I agree. We should probably, I should probably have scientific <laughs> names in here, but I'm not, I'm not trying to reach, you know, the folks like all of us who are into native plants, Mm-hmm. As much as I want to reach people like me and you, like I really want to reach the common folks who are just like have no idea mm-hmm. what native plants are, and it's going to be a, a whole lot easier for them to to remember like Blazing Star than you know Liatris or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which that's, I mean, I, I think Liatris is a pretty common one. Most people know that one. But the other day, I, me and Jake were that we that whole subject was brought up uh, because we were in the woods and I was with Kevin England. He's one of my botanist mentors, and we were like trying to figure out what this tree is that we don't see a whole lot in our area. And Kevin was like giving us a scientific name, and I was like, I don't know that one. So I looked it up, and it was um, serviceberry. Okay. And I was like, 
I was like, you know, he's he didn't know the he didn't know the uh, common name of Serviceberry. He only knew the scientific <laughs> name, and it blew my mind. And Jake was like, I can't believe there's people like that. And I was like, Yeah, I, I guess there is, but that's I try to use common name just because I feel like it's kind of easier to to remember. But and and it's, I don't know. No, I I agree. You know, and it's very similar. We want to try to keep growing that circle bigger and bring new people mm-hmm. in. And you have to make it accessible. We almost never deal with with mm-hmm. common names, and especially because we kind of feel like a lot of them are regional, or, yeah. or one plant could have ten mm-hmm. common names, and yeah. you can use one that someone's like, "I have no idea what that is." So we try to. Yeah. We've yeah. been trying to incorporate and, both. And you think about it. Yeah. I like to think about it this way all the time: is when it comes to common names, and botanical names, because it's really important to have that botanical name. Mm-hmm. But if you go to like a fancy Italian restaurant and you can't pronounce what's on the menu, you're probably not going to order it. You probably don't even yeah. know what it is point, in a lot of cases. I point. I just I'll, I'll have <laughs> I this. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so I, think, I think y'all are the people y'all are reaching are, are like the uh, the people who already have interest in native plants. Like y'all, y'all are like talking to the high schoolers in the native plant world, and yeah. I feel like I'm talking to the people who hadn't even started pre-K yet. A lot of the times, yeah. it's just my videos are popping up over their for you page, and yeah. they're you know they're like, oh, yeah. this is interesting, and so I'm trying to trying to grab those people, I guess. And, and yeah. start that interest. And it's, but. it's interesting how that for you page on TikTok works because I so I, like I've I've said a million times I'm not personally on TikTok but our nursery is and it's actually my wife does all the the management but I'll take videos like you do mm-hmm. not nearly as good as you do but I kind of I try and model them after what you do and uh and I'll send them to her and then she'll put them on TikTok because she not knows how it works but I'm getting messages from friends uh, that are saying oh yeah you popped up on my for you page and I'm like I don't I don't. How does that work? But it's just they have a slight interest in plants yeah. and just because it, it's a plant thing, it kind of feeds you what they think you were and want to mm-hmm. see. And, um, yeah, it's just it's pretty interesting how you can get in front of so many new eyes. Um, yeah. Just yeah. through and then, And that's what I've, that's, I've, I've kind of learned that along the way early on. I think I was – I hadn't realized that. And so my videos, weren't, some of them weren't doing as good because I was talking, you know, scientific names and mm-hmm. – and I was talking over people's heads. So now I've been, uh, a lot of my videos, I try to talk to people at their, at their level. So, um, yeah. and I, and I like to make stuff where people can be like, Oh, I'm, I'm into native plants. This is a good one for me to send to my, my family or mm-hmm. friends who aren't into native plants and, and, uh, grab their attention. So, uh, and, and that, I don't know, that probably wasn't on purpose. Uh, just kind of something I realized along the way, but, it wasn't wasn't intentional, I guess. Yeah. I just kind of. I don't think I even have an outline. I just find something cool when I'm walking around in the woods yeah. and start making a video on it. So. But I like the, you know, it's it's for for those with short attention spans. It's good enough to get someone's attention, and I love that now you have this for someone that wants more information. That it kind of will transfer. Hey, we're mm-hmm. we we can talk a little bit more in depth about this. We can we can talk about other subjects that maybe I can't camp- capture in a minute. Like if I have your attention, let me let me talk to you about this. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. for our listeners that haven't found it yet, if if we could start, what is the name of your podcast? And then we just want to talk to you a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish, what your format is, how often that kind of thing. But where where mm-hmm. can people find it and what is the name of it? It's uh, the Native Habitat podcast. So um, I already got the Native Habitat project. Uh, which is all my social media, but this is the Native Habitat podcast. So. Awesome, and and you just have one episode out so far. Or do you have more than one out? Yeah. Well, I'm I am watching Jake edit the second one now, so okay. we should have it out <laughs> in the in, 
probably in the next day or so. But okay, um, awesome. And yeah. how often are you trying to to release new episodes? We're we're shooting for once a week, okay. um, and then I know that's a lot to a lot to uh, tackle uh, early on. But uh, there's a there's a ton of guests we want to have on, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like that's probably going to be the the best best uh, way to cover everything we want to cover this summer. So we're going to do, I think once a week and we haven't, we're not set on a day yet. We're going to post, but it's probably going to be midweek. I think. Awesome. That's so it, yeah, steer clear of Fridays. That's our space. I'm going to do third. I'm going to do Thursday. Nights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, time is always the biggest factor, especially, you know, it's, it's not just recording or coordinating. It's, it's having your time, but editing and, and all that. So I, I appreciate that. Like how challenging that is, especially at certain times of the year. Yeah. What is, yeah. are, are, are you planning on having a guest each episode? Is that your, your plan or no? Uh, uh, that's something we're still working on, I guess that we're, we're hoping to, but I'm sure, you know, as y'all know, we're going to have episodes where, you know, people aren't able to come on. So I'm, I'm, we're going to try to shoot for at least every episode or every other episode. Um, but it's probably just going to be sporadic. I'm sure So we, <laughs> we need to figure that out early on probably, but I'd like to have, I'd like to have a guest on every episode, but y'all, y'all know how that is. So we, we do. And a, a guest every other week, and that was out of necessity with time because mm-hmm. to prep, mm-hmm. not just a schedule, but to prep and make sure you do your research and you're asking good questions. To to do that prep every week, we found we we couldn't, so we were just doing a podcast every other week, and then we mm-hmm. decided, well, what if, what if Tom and I just got on the microphone, and it's still with an outline, but for the the other weeks, so we don't have to prep with a guest, we could just have a topic and discuss a topic and it worked out yeah it it took our chat chattiness out of the uh the guest ones (laughs) and and kind of we were able to move it to a different thing so but it was all Mm -hmm. out of necessity and i I wanted to ask for for your podcast what are some of the topics that you want to cover like where are you you really just going to focus on that like southeast uh Mm -hmm. habitat management or are you going to kind of go into different areas different kinds of habitats um yeah i'm sure it's not just going to be about timber stand improvement and that kind of stuff. No, no, we're, we're trying to, so, you know, I'm super passionate about native plants and and along the way, you know, you know, throughout my career, I guess I've came across a lot of people who have really specific interests and passions. And so that's the kind of people I want to have on. And there's, I have friends who are, you know, really into bats or really into turtles, specifically like box turtles or really into aquatic turtles or, crayfish and that's i think that's the kind of people i want to have on not your not your uh i guess your typical uh professionals or anything but people who are either have an interest in it and studied it and through college or or uh you know it's just a hobby to them but they know a whole lot about that subject and and uh i guess you're that's just your non-game species a lot probably we'll still do like game species but i, I specifically want to talk about like those and then how can you manage for them uh, with native plants to improve their habitats? And, and so that's kind of, that's our, our goal, I think right now, but um, you know, every other week when, you know, if it's just me and Jake on, I've, I've considered doing question and answers because um, I get tons of questions oh, yeah. and comments and messages on Facebook and Instagram. And so I thought about just, uh, you know, screenshotting all those questions over a week and then just having a whole list of questions I can go through for a podcast and, mm-hmm. And I think that could 
that could probably produce endless amounts of content. Me and Jake just answering random questions I get on on social media. So. <laughs> how do you how do you wade through? And I know we kind of dis- discussed this a little bit last time. Like the amount of feedback sometimes can be extremely overwhelming. Uh, you know, positive and 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 negative. Uh, how how close attention do you pay to some of that that feedback? It, it, uh, it comes I know in that's... waves, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it's like some weeks I'm like really good about getting back to every comment and message and email, and then some weeks, you know, I focus on my emails first usually. But mm-hmm. um, so then some weeks I'm like, man, I, 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 they pile up in my inboxes and and. Uh, I hardly get back to any comments and it just depends on how busy I am. And, uh, but yeah, it's a lot. It's early on. I was able to do that. And I think right when I was like, y'all had me on y'all's podcast was like the same month where I realized like, man, I'm not going to be able to get to all of these anymore um, and answer all these people's questions and comments. And, and so uh, now I go through and I, and I, you know, I guide people if, if it's some, if it's something that I think I could really help somebody on, they're like, Hey, I need it. I wish there was somebody like you in, in, uh, in the Northeast, you know, I'll mention, I'll mention you guys, or if it's somebody who's like out in Texas and they're like, man, I wish there was a native nursery around me and I know of a nursery out there. I'll just put their name down real quick. So I kind of filter through some of them, but it's, I, I, I try to, I guess, uh, pick the ones that I can, I know I can give a good answer to. Mm-hmm. It, it's difficult. It it, it really is because yeah. you're doing this because you want to you 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 want to reach this audience, yeah. and then you have trouble communicating with the audience. Like you're communicating, but it's mm-hmm. to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten noticed yeah. in public yet? Has anyone come up to you and say, "Hey, I know you. <laughs> I've seen your TikTok." Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's happened. Uh, so I was at uh, we went to a native plant sale in Chattanooga a couple months. Ago. Uh, it was about a month ago, probably, and. uh and it was, and I didn't get recognized at the whole entire native plant sale, <laughs> well, I, I, except for the people I knew. Like there were several people there yeah. that I knew, and like we we talked pretty often. So I talked to them, um, but I, I was bringing my mom up there to force her into buying a bunch of native plants because mm-hmm. she's she's big into non-native stuff. So I was like, well, I'm gonna bring my mom to this and load her up with a bunch of native stuff. And so then after that, we went to she we we stopped at uh, just a probably one of the biggest garden centers in Chattanooga. And, you know, it, it was full of non-natives. There was like maybe four or five native species there. Mm. You don't know how it is. And so I'm standing in the, I'm standing in the perennial section and I'm looking at, uh, I think it was Hucheros and, uh, there was, they had some Jacob's ladder and I look up and the, the lady across from me is looking at me and she's like, do I know you? And I was like, I was like, probably from, (laughs) TikTok, and she was like, "That's what I thought." And she was like, "She turned out to be the perennial um, manager over the perennial section there." And she's like, "I'm trying, I'm trying to get natives in here." And she's like, "I can only do so much." And I was like, "I was like, well, y'all have more than I see at most places." So yeah. they're they were they had some uh, they had some stuff that I usually don't see in like your typical garden centers. So mm-hmm. um, that were that were native. So that was good to see. But yeah, that's about the. But that's the that, uh, most but, recent one probably. But that's important because you have someone that, that does the buying that's seeing this and enjoying mm-hmm. it and trying to make a difference. And it's important to have someone like that that can not only buy the product but sell the product and, and let yeah. – you know, you, there is that fail failure sometimes that where people are unsuccessful. They bring the product in, but they really don't know how to market it or talk about it or they don't know anything other than that it's natives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah. it's and, it, and, and go ahead. No, it's it, go ahead. I'm no. sorry. Every every time I'm in one of those places, I'm like, I, I ask the question, "Hey, do y'all have natives?" Even if I know they don't, mm-hmm. I just ask it because I yeah. feel like the more times I get that question, the more, the more likely they are to have natives next year. So mm-hmm. I always uh. I always ask that question, and, and uh, even though I know that they don't have any, uh, I'll ask it anyways. But. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you mentioned bringing your mom to get some native plants, and I know you've talked about her before on on your, I think it was your TikTok or Facebook, I forget where I saw exactly, mm-hmm. and how you wish she grew or planted more yeah. native plants. Yeah. I think this is a good question. I guess I'm the one asking it, so I'm going <laughs> to say that. But um how do you get the people around you? This is something I've even struggled with. Like your closest family and friends, sometimes they aren't even on board with planting native plants. And here yeah. we are on a podcast and we're talking to a thousand people in the first week every time. And and they're all mm-hmm. on board. But some of the people that are like you're seeing on holidays, they aren't into it at all. What are yeah. some ways that you found work to, to get those, like your closest family and friends to plant more native plants? Yeah, it, I think it's... Um everybody's different. You're going to, you're going to approach each person differently, but it's, uh, I always try to take the softer approach and just like slowly introduce them to them. You know, if I can say, Hey, I've got some extra, you know, Coreopsis or whatever I'm dividing something and giving them some plants to put in their flower beds and then they'll end up liking them, you know? And I think just taking little baby steps, um, with my approach to my mom, I think it was like that early on. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. I give her a hard time about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the other day I was up there trying to, uh, I was going to take her down in her woods behind her house. And, and cause she has all sorts of native shrubs down there. French tree, mm-hmm. our native azaleas, uh, mountain laurels are blooming down there. Um, all the blueberries, exceniums. Um, and I was going to just take her down there and show her the azaleas in bloom. And uh, she was like, Oh yeah, I just bought three new azaleas are in the garage and it's like the non-native kind i'm like oh my gosh mom and uh so i give her a hard time i'm like i'm like mom she's she was really into uh, sports and coaching and uh i was i wasn't into sports but i was like i was like did uh nanny and papa did they ever cheer for the other team and she's like no and i was like i was like that's what it feels like right now it's like it feels like you're cheering for the other team <laughs> but, uh, so uh, but i give her a hard time i don't do that with most people because you know that's obviously not the way to get people to uh, plant natives to be hard on them. But yeah, it just depends on who it is. I think yeah. and just being generous and, and uh, you know, giving give away some native plants. I think that's a great way to do it. Mm. That's, you know, the first time I planted a native plant for my mom, I didn't tell her it was native. I, I planted uh, butterfly milkweed and I waited for her to come back and say that she liked it. Cause I knew she would. And that's when I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a native, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it always helps if there's a story like, yeah. to me. Like if mm-hmm. you could tell a good story about it and get someone invested in the story. Yeah. But. One of the things I always struggle with, because I part of why I like native plants so much and use so many native plants at home and uh, and wouldn't I like almost wouldn't even consider a lot of non-native outside of vegetables and, and stuff that has mm-hmm. a direct benefit um, is I just feel so guilty. Like I, I'm – looking at my garden, I still have leaves in there and some stems and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I, le- I left it for a long time. And there's people who want to clean up the garden and say, Oh, you really, they're telling me, Oh, you really need to clean up your garden. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, because I feel so guilty doing it. Cause I know that it's so beneficial to, to pollinators and wildlife and all this stuff. There, it, there's so many benefits and 
you're asking me to knowingly destroy <laughs> destroy stuff. Yeah. And um I would just feel so guilty doing it. And I don't understand why other people don't have that same response yeah. sometimes. That they can yeah. knowingly do things and like knowing that they're they're creating um now mm-hmm. obviously yeah, there's gonna be trade offs in some some cases. Like uh like we, I know you talk about herbicides a lot too. Like there's a trade-off mm-hmm. with, okay, I'm using a herbicide, which has a, some negative effects in, yeah. in a lot of cases, but it's to get rid of this non-native or invasive plant. And the the benefit outweighs the the negative impacts. But yeah. yeah. That's it. That's a, that's something I approach uh, pretty lightly. Um, but I, I try to make a point to not promote herbicides promote promote the use of herbicides on invasives because in a lot of cases people are wor- you know they're people are worried about harming the environment well a lot of those invasives are going to do way more damage to the environment than mm-hmm. treating them one time with herbicide will ever do you know um and so i try to be pretty vocal about that but yeah um it's uh i don't know it's that's just one of those things you got to be you know tread lightly when you uh when you talk to the public about it and, uh, you know, I, and I think a lot of people want, they want to, it's not that they, yep. they want to harm things. It's, I think they just don't know. And so that's the thing you gotta, when you gotta let people know. And so that's, I think what, you know, what y'all are doing and what I'm doing, you know, trying to educate, I think that's the best way to get people in the know so they can make those decisions for themselves. And like, you know, in my yard this week, my, everybody's mowing in my area already and, and I've got um, blue-eyed grass coming up, and it'll just be a carpet of blue-eyed grass. And it's just like, I'm like, I know how beneficial that's going to be to pollinators and insects. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I? Why would I go ahead and mow? And so it, yeah, it doesn't look. Mine looks very unkept, probably compared to my neighbors. And it's only probably six inches high, but still, the you know the benefits are. Yeah, are uh, are going to be there. So it's I think it's worth. See, worth Kyle leaving. had something cool come up on our last episode. We had uh, we do our on the buzz of the episodes. We yeah. do that article competition. Yeah, uh, what do we call it, this or that? Yeah. And um, my article was about uh, no mo the no mo months, and I was saying how, at least in my experience, I don't get anything beneficial really popping up. It's all dandelions, uh, dead nettle, and um, I'm forgetting the third one again. And there's not much other stuff that's coming up that would is a native species that I know has major benefits. And I, my argument was, Hey, if you took 10, a 10 by 10 square and just made it a, a pollinator garden, you had stuff that was going to hit all seasons and then mowed the rest of your lawn. I think that would have a more positive mm-hmm. impact than not mowing your yard for a month. You know, but, um, yeah. but yeah, if I had blue eyed grass coming up, yeah, I'd probably leave that. <laughs> but you know, after, <laughs> after we had the, the conversation about the articles, I was looking at, at my yard this past weekend, and and it hasn't been mowed yet, and mm-hmm. it, th- th- there was no leaf cleanup. And my neighbor has a bird feeder out, and there was more activity in my yard with birds going through the leaves looking for insects mm-hmm. than the neighbor had with a bird feeder and no, you know, a, mm-hmm. a mowed lawn. Yeah. And it was just like this is a video that needs to be. Yeah. Of course, I didn't mm-hmm. do it, but sorry, yeah. Kyle yeah. would have. He would he would have put that right, right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> missed opportunity. No, I'd have been, been over there. Putting my neighbors on the news that have been recording. <laughs> <laughs> hey, something else you, you brought up that we didn't talk about last time. I don't know if it's it's that new or not, but you mentioned having a box turtle expert on, and I saw that you yeah. are doing some stuff with box turtles. Can you tell us about yeah. that? 
Well, that's the same friend came by my house to buy some native plants and he saw uh, our front front flower beds. And this is the house where I grew up. We have these, it's probably a, it's about a 10 inch tall uh, brick wall around the front of our flower beds. And he was like, man, this is like the perfect setup already for uh, box turtles. Cause he, he rescues box turtles. And uh, so he has, he has box turtles that have been chewed on by dogs and hit by cars and, um, you know, dehydrated or malnourished. Um, and he's rehabbing them all and he only has so much room. So he's kind of given me loaners to, uh, you know, the ones that are, well, you know, they're, they're going to be okay, but they don't need to, they're, and I kept on as much. He's given them to me to put out there in front of mine. And, and I just had a makeshift on top of those bricks. I put another six inches of boards with a lip mm-hmm. and, uh, so they can't crawl out. But, um, this past week, my, you know, my wife is like, this looks so redneck out here. Like, she <laughs> said, it looks like, it looks like somebody just like, just got a bunch of random length boards and stacked them up on top of each other. So I made a point. I got some nice, like corrugated metal rust is like rusted corrugated metal that I put on, you know, I added to the heights of my brick wall. And then on top of that, I put a two by eight. So it's like, it's like doubles as a bench and a yeah. uh, turtle and a turtle enclosure around my whole flower bed. Yeah. So you can kind of sit there and enjoy the, you know, native plants and stuff like that. And, and then it works as a turtle garden. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's one when we have him on, I'm going to be discussing on our podcast and going in depth probably about mm-hmm. turtles and, and uh, how they brew mate and, and telling the difference between male and female and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's a, that's the kind of, I guess, podcast we're hoping to have. So yeah. Awesome. Other than the podcast, what's, what's coming up for the, the native habitat project? Well, um, so we, we've uh, just this morning and this is something we hadn't, we hadn't really announced yet. And I'll probably won't, I'll probably save a lot of the big details for uh, announcing later on. But okay. uh, Jake and I, we live in a town where, you know, there's, we, I discovered an, un, an literally an undescribed ecosystem. Um, I guess it was, it was about a year ago. I discovered it and it's just a few miles from our houses. And I knew I tracked down the guy who owned it. And I was like, I told him about it. I was like, I asked him if I could go out there and look at it. Cause I saw it from the road. It was a glade. And, uh, he, he was like, yeah, sure. You can go out there. Well, it turns out Jake, who's working with me now was working with this guy's nephew who mm-hmm. works with him. And they, they've been trying to sell the property. And just about a month ago, this property was bought and it was bought by the city schools. And so they had no idea what was out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we haven't got, we haven't got a hundred percent answer and, you know, we haven't, it's not a hundred percent going to happen yet, but things are looking really good to have like literally an undescribed ecosystem, like a glade grassland with a bunch of post oaks. It's like a savanna in some areas and it's got probably a, probably an eighth of a mile of Creek access, like Creek frontage. And this is the Creek I grew up playing in. This is like, it's, it's just so cool the way this, this played out, but we think it's going to be a really nice outdoor classroom. And I've, we've been in discussion with the fish and wildlife for some grants and, and uh, just other organizations, TVA, because it's on a TVA right away and stuff. So it's a, that's going to be a cool one. We'll, we'll be sharing more details about probably in some podcasts and some TikToks or something, but um, that one, man, 
it's uh, it's probably the most the thing that I'm most excited about in the next several months because man, an undescribed ecosystem as an outdoor classroom to educate, mm-hmm. use for educating kids, and it's through the restoration progress, you know, having kids be able to be there and help, you know, remove privet or, um, you know, I'm, I'm the way I'm thinking is the high school has a prescribed burn team, which I've seen some places have like their high schools have prescribed burn teams that learn how to do prescribed fire. And, and, you know, if you can make this a place for them to just come do like a, like a 10th of an acre burn, just a small burn, just to see how it works and help the grassland and help educate kids. I mean, it's, this is probably the thing that I'm uh, most excited about. And if I, if I ever top this one, it's going to be really cool. (laughs) So, I mean, but that's one of the things that we discuss all the time and so many of our guests and even our listeners is how important it is to get children involved uh, yeah. because it's it's an easier conversion than, than trying to change someone's mind that already has predisposed concepts mm-hmm. of what an ecosystem should be or, or plant should be. And it's mm-hmm. – that's a wonderful – are you seeing more and more areas that, by you that are doing outdoor classrooms? Or yeah, is, and yeah. most of – yeah, most of the time, though, they're like, you know, in the bounds of the school, like, you know, it's just like your native pollinator gardens, which is great. Um, I haven't seen one like this yet. Um, that's an existing ecosystem. That's like a restoration in progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, tomorrow I will be at my daughter's elementary school uh, for Earth Day um, talking and they have a native uh, and or they have a native planning and uh, an outdoor classroom, and then they're about to build a new school that I'm going to help with a design on that outdoor classroom as well. But there's it seems like a lot of schools have those popping up, and uh, and so I think they're those are great, and how they have like little examples of micro ecosystems and bogs and like little glade areas, mm-hmm. and then you got your monarch pollinator garden. You got and some of them have a lot of them around me have box turtle enclosures you know, where they have a couple box yep. turtles in there that they can, they have strawberries growing in there and they can feed them. Mm-hmm. The kids can see them and they have little ponds and man, we didn't have that when I was in school. If we did, like I would have probably been uh, diagnosed as ADD a lot sooner because <laughs> I'd have been, I'd have been hanging out the window. Like, <laughs> I already, I already was, but my, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, we, my wife and I discovered my second grade journal a few weeks ago and, uh, it was like Kyle's making animal noises. He's looking out the window and like, I'm like, nothing has changed. It's <laughs> like, I'm still, I'm still the same person. So. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, man, that'd been cool when I was in school to have that, like an outdoor classroom like that. So it's been exciting to see a lot of schools doing that. Oh, that's wonderful. And you mentioned you're going to your daughter's school for Earth Day. Do you get a lot of other schools or, or different organizations asking you to come and speak now too? Yeah, I had to turn down a couple other ones because I had already, I was, I, well, they, they, some of them, one of them came to me first and one of them came to me after, but I had to turn them down because I had to go to my daughter's school. Yeah, so, yep. but yeah, and then, and then Saturday this week, um, I guess it's going to be, is it April 23rd? Mm-hmm. I'll be at a Wolfcat Educational Center in Pulaski, Tennessee. They have, um, they have some grasslands and they have some, wooded areas and limestone outcroppings where I'm going to be doing a native plant walk. And so that's going to be a free, a free uh, public event for people to come and do a nature walk. So mm-hmm. yeah, I see that this stuff happens pretty, pretty often. I get those, uh, those kind of places reaching out and um, 
unfortunately I have to pick and choose those as well, but I try to get to them as much as much of them as I can. And we donated, we donated a ton of native plants to several different outdoor classrooms last year. And I came down and, and helped them do the plantings and mm-hmm. the kids all got to help. And so that was neat to see. Yeah, that's cool. wonderful. Tom even just did a talk at a, was it a junior high? A uh, junior high. Yeah. And um, how receptive were those? Were that children? group was very receptive. So I did a, a talk for, um, for a university class. And then well, a week or two later, I do this junior high talk and, uh, the junior high talk went way better. <laughs> they actually <laughs> paid attention. I I knew it was going to be good when I sat down and I had a, a picture of a, a um, it was a type of fly. Uh, I'm blanking on what it was what kind it was now, but on the screen feeding on some uh, some uh, Liatris spicata or uh, the another kind of blazing star, and yeah. <laughs> this one kid sits down and he's like, "Is that?" is that insect in the family apis? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, these kids get it. They're, yeah. they're going to, they're going to like this a lot. And it went really well, but um, yeah, they um, were just super engaged and, and already passionate about a lot of this stuff. So that's made it a little, yeah. little more fun for me. So a lot of good questions yeah. there too. Awesome. But my do- my daughter has a, uh, she has a corn snake and uh, as a pet and uh, it's actually an Alabama corn snake. It's the coloration of like the, specific coloration that Alabama corn snakes have. And, and, uh, she's been begging me to bring it to school. So, um, I'm going to bring it with me tomorrow. So I know it's, it's automatically going to be a home run. I don't, I don't even, I could stand up there and not talk and just have a snake and they'd think it was probably the best thing ever. So uh, I think it'll be pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. So here's, here's, uh, one other, this is more of a personal question because I know you talk about a lot. Um, uh, I listen to the land legacy podcast a lot, which is about, habitat management and restoration they talk about Mm -hmm. glades all the time and it's something i have like an image of in my mind but i have no idea if it's right what is a glade so a glade is a uh it's like it's a grassland ecosystem so you know how you have different types of forest Mm -hmm. you you know you can have there's probably hundreds of different types of forest ecosystems well it's the same with the grasslands so it's a type of grassland ecosystem that remains open and you know most grasslands in order to stay open, they need disturbance. So you need fire, you need heavy grazing. Well, you know, we've stopped doing that on a lot of our grasslands. So we've lost grasslands. A lot of our grasslands have been able to turn into back into forest because we haven't been burning or grazing or had large megafauna on them. Well, barrens and glades, their disturbance is the fact that they have a shallow soil. So droughts hit them pretty often. So mm-hmm. only certain trees can exist there. Uh, Jake and I were on one yesterday down in uh, South Alabama or central Alabama where a tornado just came through, blew every tree over on this glade because the the soil was so shallow. They didn't have anything to hold on to, but these shallow soils get on a glade. So a glade is more like it it has more water on it um, Mm -hmm. throughout the year. A barren is more like a desert has less water on it, but they look the same pretty much. Okay. Um, That, that can be, that definition can be, probably argued uh they're really similar ecosystems but um glades are really wet throughout the winter then they're really dry through the summer so what exists there is like it's hard for anything that doesn't already exist on glades to exist there exist they're like invasives happens mm-hmm. um so they these glades are places where 
a lot of our grasslands species in the southeast are still hanging on. You know, we were, the one we were on yesterday was a granite glade, and mm-hmm. I guess I need to get into that later on. But it had it has um, it had Indian grass and big blue stem and little blue stem and switchgrass, and then um, you were talking about liatris. I think it's I think it was liatris microcephala. Um, either the Appalachian blazing star or the small headed or small flyer blazing star, something like that. It was everywhere, like thousands of them on this glade. And, and just like put it into pictures, you could grab the top of these, these latris and just like pull them up. Like they're, they're, there's nothing holding them onto the ground. Mm, there is just wow. like a big mat of moss and lichens and the, then that root structures, it's crazy. But this was a giant. It's probably the biggest glade I ever I've ever seen, and it was in Central Alabama yesterday. It's all granite, just just wide open granite boulders, like just. I mean, it was the wildest thing I've ever seen. And but that's how you define glades is by what rocks are there. So you got limestone glades, um, you got sandstone glades, um, dolomite glades. I mean, any any kind of rock that ha- is exposed. And you know, it has really thin soils can be a glade. So, maybe, I hope maybe that answered your question. Oh no, it definitely does, and that's yeah. why because I, I don't I don't know of any around here, and it's just a term I wasn't that familiar with. Other than like I just think there's something with skiing that are called glades too, but it's like when you kind of cut in the woods a little bit. But um, no, that's kind of what I was envisioning is like that kind of grassland mm-hmm. ecosystem, little kind of cut out of a, of a more forested ecosystem and. Yeah, and there's just exposed yeah. rocks a lot. Yeah. If you see if you see that, you're probably in a glade. But and then yeah. away from those glades, you get into more savannas and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of grass and stuff. But then their surrounding forests and stuff have a lot of grass and species as well as what I usually find. But awesome. So we we all, did you have a question? Uh, no. So we always ask. I know, <laughs> right and because we've already asked you this. The last time you were on, but we we always ask what your favorite native plant is. Has it changed? Do you have a new favorite oh, plant gosh. today? Um, I don't know. This week, um, it, it probably changes weekly. Um, I don't know. This week, uh, I I like I probably wild white indigo. Ooh, um, nice. That's I think that might be my favorite plant of this week. So <laughs> it's probably because it's coming up, and I was walking my uh, my plantings yesterday, and that's the one I'm most excited about seeing come up because mm-hmm. uh, I grew them from seeds from a grassland that uh, doesn't exist anymore. It got turned into houses. Like there's a bunch of houses on it now and then a bunch of field dirt, but um, I, I got as much seeds from those plants as I could. And so I'm growing them around my house and, and uh, that one, man, it's just super showy um, and just a super cool plant. I, even the seed pods are just really, have a really interesting look to them and then the foliage how it turns black um like a blackish blue is mm-hmm. crazy um yeah. just i think that's a, just a really cool plant but that's probably my favorite one this week so awesome that is a great choice that is a great choice yeah. do you want to do final thoughts yeah or? yeah we can do them real quick all right so i know i know we've we've probably already kept you longer than we said we would so we'll <laughs> Uh, we always end with a final thought where we give you the floor and you can summarize. Uh, you can pitch the podcast wherever you want to pitch or, or say. It's the floor is all yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out our podcast. Um, it's uh, just uh, have low expectations right now. Just have low <laughs> expectations. It's going to get there eventually. It's like, same with my TikToks. They're probably awful in the beginning, but uh, we're going to get there. We're going to, there'll be some 
really interesting uh, guests and some conversations and and topics that uh, I think think are uh, going to be different than uh, you know what you usually hear when you think of wildlife or, or native plants. So um, yeah, check us out, Native Habitat Podcast. We have a website now as of last week. So if you uh, look up Native Habitat Project. Uh, I think it's dot com. You uh, you'll uh, you'll find us there. You'll find all our uh, you'll find all our social medias and uh, podcasts and Patreon and hopefully in the next uh, month or so you'll find some merch on there as well. Which we need to send some to y'all, you guys, because y'all y'all sent us some. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Check out our, our website, and our podcast. Appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome, awesome. Do you want to go? Or yeah, you I, the only reason all I right. want to do them is because I have one. All <laughs> so, right, all right, good. and um. The big thing here is uh, I wanted to put in a plug for an event that's going to be coming up in October. Uh, it's October 3rd through 6th called the Eastern Native Grass Symposium. And uh, Kyle, are you aware of this already? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to send it to you, if not. But it's um, it, this year, it, I've been to it once before. It was in Erie, Pennsylvania. And you get a lot of these industry professionals. But there's some, some um, people outside the industry, too that come together and they just have all kinds of great speakers about some of these grassland ecosystems. This year it's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky. It's hosted by Roundstone Seed. Um, And that's it. I had a blast last time I went and I learned a ton. And uh, so, yeah, I know it's not too far probably for you, Kyle, a couple hour drive and uh, Mm -hmm. a bunch of people in that area. I'm thinking of one of our listeners, Deborah Rosenthal, probably be beneficial for her. But uh, so that's something for people to look up. And then again, uh, if you want to hear Kyle on his podcast, it's the Native Habitat Podcast. And uh, we had a little teaser in there for you. You can't hear Jake on our podcast, but you can hear him on that podcast. So, <laughs> so if you want to hear Kyle's co host, yeah. you got to go over there. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I think my, my final thought is just thinking about how we're talking about the podcast. And, you know, for us, I know at least for me, when I go back and look, listen to early early ones that we did like the first like 10 or so like I cringe a little bit but it's it's consistency it's that mm-hmm. message if you want to get the message across it's really consistency and growth and it's all part of the journey and we needed that yeah. to get to where where we were at and it's as long as you're consistent with your message people can follow yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah. that's that's the important thing so just in anything even when you're trying to not convert people but share the the message of native plants just be consistent with your message and and kind and and that's that's really all you can ask for, and it it all works out. So, yeah, those are great points. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So I think that's that's pretty much it. Well, uh, I'm gonna listen. I'm waiting for oh, yeah. episode two. I w- I already reviewed it. I gave it five stars, and I left a little <laughs> note because uh, you never know if they're gonna do a giveaway or anything. Like I want to be in there already. So, yeah, appreciate that. Awesome, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, make sure you check it out. And uh, we'll we'll be back in a second. Thank you. Native Plants Healthy Planted Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social. So I guess we're back with a little bonus content. Yeah. So when uh, when our guest for today originally canceled, mm-hmm. um, and Fran and I were going back and forth, and we had a couple swings and misses on <laughs> on potential guests, and said, "Well, Fran, I could always interview you." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which I kind of I didn't say to you, but I kind of laughed because I'm like, I kind of feel like I've told every story twice on the podcast, so I don't know like what. Like I'm curious to see what you could ask me that I haven't already shared. Yeah, I know, and a lot of it was 
was expounding expand expounding a word expanding, yeah, expanding. on on um on some of the stories you shared and, okay. and kind of putting it in a linear context. But that's sure we're I'm just keeping that in the 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 tool shed. Okay. For if this happens again, as it surely will, if we if we hit 500 episodes like we plan to. We will surely have a, a last-minute cancellation yes. again where I will have to interview you. <laughs> All right. And it'll probably even happen again where you'll have to interview and, me. Yeah, that's and, what um, I figured. That was our plan is we'll, we'll interview each other, but that gives us two backups. Yeah, so, so – and one of the things I was going to do before I got on here was look for a sound clip of a, of, of a clock ticking, but I can't find it. And right. So I might not do it. Do you have one of those by chance? All right, let me <laughs> – all right, yeah, I I don't have one, but let me see if I can look one up real fast. All right, yeah, because if you do it, it'll be a lot better than than me holding my phone up to the microphone and letting letting it play. All right, let me let me. Oh, this is my... oh, this will work. This Wait, this should work. Hold on, let me see here. After the ad, please. All right, let's see. This oh, is exciting! Yeah, ad. Thank yeah. you for pointing that out. All right. All right. All right. Almost. This is exciting podcasting, isn't it? This waiting is very for the exciting. Ad, po- waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting for the for ad to finish. To oh, and that's ad one of two. Here yeah. we go. Mine, oh, is, yeah. mine is like 30 seconds of ads here. All right. Hold on. So. I got I got one more second, and I'm good to go. All right. Here we go. Uh, Too yeah, slow. It might, it might work. It might work. All right. My, my phone just completely just didn't. It's still not working at all. But um, anyway, while that's loading, why don't I ask you another question first? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Because this is this is a question that stands the test of time. Uh, I can ask it at any time, and it will always change. All right. What are you reading now? Well, and I... And you can't give away the one thing that's <laughs> about the episode we were going to have today. You can't, oh, that's what you I'm can't say that one. That's what I'm reading. So, um. You know that was that was pretty much it. I I don't even know if I have a plant. Like I've been so busy, I haven't been doing a lot of reading. So I I the the two the two books that I started and haven't finished either is and I I believe I mentioned before the the marijuana manifesto mm-hmm. uh, by Jesse Ventura and the other book I started and I started on audiobook. Um, and part of the problem is the the author is so. Um, calming that if I listen to it while I'm driving, mm-hmm. like it's I'm not paying attention. Yeah. So and which is rooted uh, by um, Lyanda Lynn uh, Haupt, and I don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's more of a spiritual journey uh, rooted in the environment and uh, like on a similar vein as braiding sweetgrass. Okay, oh, that's, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. So. All right, I have a sound that'll work here. All right, I'm gonna okay. switch it so it's no longer on my my headphones. And okay, it's, all, it's on my actual phone. I'm just gonna hold it up to the microphone okay. and all hope right. that uh, everyone can hear it. All right, all right. And go ahead. Uh, how do I do this? Is I take it off of here? Okay, we're, we should be good. I'll turn the sound up. All right, all right, friend. Yes. It's time for the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna okay. give you one minute. To all right, end, and I'm at to be on. Complete disclosure: I'm not actually timing it. Okay, but all right. I'm going to give you one minute to answer all these questions. I'll, I'll I'll time it. Once you're done, you're going to have one additional minute to expand on one of them. This is a segment that I stole from the now defunct Bent Podcast. 
featuring Joe Samelli, who was a guest on here, uh, that is no longer. Um, so now that it's not a thing anymore, I figured I can take it and use it right here. Okay. And uh, this was something I had planned that was going to be really fun. All right. And, uh, yeah. Tell me when to start, All right. and I'll start. I'm going to start the clock. All right. Can you hear this? Yep. Okay, that's I working. Can hear it just All right. Clock is started. Ready? Yes. Cardinal flower, blue lobelia. Cardinal flower. Okay, Pats or Genos? Genos. So will you drink hose water, yes or no? Yes. Pork roll or scrapple? Pork roll. Rain garden or pollinator meadow? Pollinator meadow. Uh, My Chemical Romance or the Foo Fighters? My Chemical Romance. Uh, Steely Dan or Dave Matthews Band? Oh. Oh. Dave Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet Pepperbush or Winterberry Holly? Sweet Pepperbush. Uh, The 80s or the 90s? 80s. Tree, shrub, forb, graminoid, or other? (laughs) Other. (laughs) And have to eat one, peanut butter or Brazil nuts? Oh. Peanut butter, because Brazil nuts will kill me. <laughs> peanut butter will just make me gag. Good, good job. All right. You got I to had, them all. I had eight seconds left. Wow. Well, all right. So <laughs> I want you to expand on one of those um, and defend or uh, just explain your answer. All right. So Steely Dan or Dave Matthews Band? Steely Dan is, is the joke in the office that is the band I hate most. And I'm a huge music fan. Mm-hmm. And Steely Dan to me is... Steely Dan is like glorified, like elevator music. I don't, I never cared for it. Mm. And Dave Matthews Band is a band I love to hate, but don't hate as much as I love to kid about. But I, I would never admit picking them over anyone. <laughs> but that's why I knew and it was it's a good one. One, and it's it's, it's 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 one of your wife's favorite. It is. Bands. It is my wife's like definitely her favorite yeah. band. But I can't believe you don't like Steely Dan's uh, song "Babylon Sisters." That's a, just a that's a hit. That's there's a, there's <laughs> no hits there, <laughs> unless Donald Fagan did not yeah. sing on that track. And this would be a good uh, secret for a buzz. But I remember this is I was a I was a freshman in college. It was my first like my spring semester, and um, there was a guy who lived in our dorm who was I don't want to say an adult student, but he was like 25 when I was 18, yeah. and he lived locally. Uh, lived in the dorm, but he was originally from yeah. from close by. And uh, one night he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go hang out at my friend's house. So we all got in the, the car and went up to his friend's house. Ended up being like this 60- or 70-year-old man. And he just like was just this old drunk and we hung out at his house, literally like listening to Steely Dan records because he had every single one produced. And that was his wow. Thing. And we got to a point. I'm like, why are we even here? Like, this is <laughs> this is really weird. Like, at first it was kind of fun because I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, is this cool old guy? But then he got really drunk, and it was just not a wow. good time. Uh, yeah, it turned I, from a good time into a not good time an, very a, quick. And a, like, we got to leave. Any it's, party that starts off with Steely Dan, I'm I'm making my way to the exit. Yeah. <laughs> and and for those that are curious, my number two most disliked band is Jethro Tull. That's there you go. Not a not a fan of the flute, huh? I'm a fan of the flute, just not in that. I, <laughs> actually, he is a phenomenal. Like, did you ever see the YouTube video of the flautist that she she's like like played in all these orchestras, been recorded, all this stuff, and she breaks down one of his flute solos and is completely like wowed at how good he is. Just mm-hmm. she's like the technique, and it, she's like, wow, I don't even know if I could do this. Like, it, it's impressive. But as a kid, I had the Aqualung vinyl album. Mm-hmm. Someone had given it to me, and it's about the creepiest thing you could give a kid. And that song, I don't know. 
it just really turned me off. It ruined everything else. Yeah. So that was my exposure. So, now to to make this, I want to make you expand on a, a plant focus. Yes. Question too. So the tree, shrub, forber, graminoid, or other. What was your What was your answer? I was just trying to be funny. Okay. I couldn't pick. You know, because other is typically <laughs> ground cover, and oh, I, yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't make a decision, and that was my way of yeah of not making a decision. But I know I picked cardinal flower over blue lobelia mm-hmm. because I think it in the native landscape. There's not too many things that are producing that that brilliant red. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a beautiful red that I don't think is often duplicated. And but there's a lot of blues. And then uh, uh folia or uh, winterberry holly. Yep. I love the the summer scent of of mm-hmm. and I have that in my pro- I have winterberry on my property yeah. too. But I don't know. I I'm I'm a sucker for yeah. For the summer. Are season. there any answers that you regret after after saying them? Uh, we can go through. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, uh, I'm I'm I would go into anaphylactic shock if I ate a Brazil nut. I would <laughs> I'd be dead in 20 minutes. So like, but I I totally despise peanut butter. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the smell makes me gag. And I was surprised uh, for those of you who didn't understand the Patsogino's question. That's or the two. Big competing Philly cheesesteak places in Philadelphia. They're literally catty corner, and it's like one of those things where competition is good for business because you get so many people who buy one from one place, one from the other, sit down on a bench and eat yeah. them both and uh, and see which is better. I was surprised you didn't just go off script there and just pick something. Oh, pick I would have said favorite. De Los Andres yeah. would have been my, my, my favorite. But if I had to pick between the two, Geno's I've always preferred over the two. And that's an argument you can have with everyone. Oh, yeah. And is there that much of a difference? A slight difference. Maybe – like if you were to blindfold me and give me each one, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, my Chemical Romance over Foo Fighters. My Chemical Romance is one of my all-time favorite bands. I love the Foo Fighters, and they have a better catalog, but I'm more passionate about yeah. – and that was when – remember when you walked out of the bathroom and like, why is everyone uh, yeah. looking at me? <laughs> yeah. That was – I was trying to say I know Mild Chemical Romance is definitely one of your favorite bands, but I didn't know who to put in that second slot. And uh, no. I settled yeah. on Foo Fighters eventually. But that was – they were about to answer and then and then I walked, walked out. out. And I'm like, well, can't ask this anymore. But, no. So that was just a little fun little segment. I figured, ah, this will spice things up. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually appreciated yeah. that. That was, that was really thought-provoking and I really – and maybe like, it's something we throw at – how about this? If you guys like that kind of segment and you want us to do it with some of the other guests, uh, at least the ones we have a rapport with already, yeah. like like you guys, guys just heard from uh, Kyle Leibarger, he's someone I think we could do this with. Oh, totally. Um, some other folks, like if we had had people from National Geographic and really really distinguished people, I don't We're know if I want to show, no. <laughs> throw this at them. But, but you know, uh, yeah. I, if you guys like this and you think it's something we should tie in every once in a while, let us know and uh, and we will. You have my vote yeah. for a returning guest. Anyone who's a returning guest should have to go through the lightning round. Yeah. Instead of asking what their favorite native plant is, since we've already asked them, mm-hmm. I think this is a great alternative. Yeah. So yeah. awesome, awesome, very very cool. Should we end on that note? All right, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to uh, not. The name that's on my sheet, but <laughs> instead <laughs> Kyle Leiberger and then Franz Lightning Rand. Uh, for more information, you can visit their website is www.nativehabitatproject.com. Uh, I'm just going to confirm that real quick. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Native Habitat Project.com. Uh, and I think it came up. All right. 
Perfect. Yeah. Well, while, while so, you're confirming that, I will say thank you to the egocentric plastic men for contributing our theme music. Uh, the song can't. Make sure you stream or buy their songs wherever you consume your music. If you want to see them live, uh, you can see them in and around the Maniunk and DeLisandro area of Philadelphia. Um, follow us on Twitter at Pineland Nursery, Facebook at Pinelands Nursery NJ, Instagram at Pinelands Nursery, and YouTube at Pinelands Nursery. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram also at Native Plants underscore Healthy Planet. Uh, we haven't had any calls on the question and answer line, but you can call us at 215-346-6189. I will repeat, 215-346-6189. Ask a question and leave a comment, and we'll play it on a future episode of The Buzz and answer it to the best of our ability. And the Native Plant Healthy Planet Facebook group, it's so nice to see how many people followed instructions from the last uh, mm-hmm. vote. The voting is still going, so uh, make sure you keep the conversation. They even reference inside jokes that I don't remember making. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, that was that was fun, and uh, fun. I am I am down big. So uh, I, I have anyone, the sympathy vote. Yeah. Sympathy vote. I, don't, I, I think you just had a better article, and, and just, yeah, I'll say it was a better article. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I like both hearts. Uh, yes, yeah, so the website is www.nativehabitatproject.com. Uh, um, now, if you want to visit our website, which is www.nativehealthyplanet.com, uh, you can go there and buy some of our Native Plants Healthy Planet uh, podcast merch, like including phone cases now and uh, and T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then we don't take any of that money. We Well, we do take it, but we take it and give it to someone else who's really deserving, who has boots on the ground, hands in the dirt, doing this kind of stuff like the native habitat uh, habitat yeah. project they were actually one of our first recipients so yeah. um yeah all the the dollars from that are going to organizations like uh, like Kyle's and uh you can also listen to these episodes right on our website uh, www.nativeplantshealthyplant.com but um you're probably going to listen on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher really wherever you consume your podcasts when you're there leave a five star review hit subscribe it goes a long long way and um With that, thank you, everyone. I'm Tom. And I'm Fran. Thank you again, everyone. We will be back next week with a buzz. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast presented by Pinelands Nursery. Remember to like, share, follow, and comment.